0: Hello, welcome to Cats Got Your Tongue. This is a brand new podcast in association with the charity Cats Protection. I'm your host, I'm a cat owner, I'm a cat lover. In fact, no, I'm a cat obsessive. My name's Adam Brown and I'm so excited about this podcast because, as always, I get to talk about cats, I get to talk to celebrities about their cats and we get to talk about your funny feline stories and we'll solve your cat dilemmas as well whilst we're at it. This is Cats Got Your Tongue, let's get into it. So I'm absolutely obsessed with cats. Everyone who knows me knows that. And the thing is, there's lots that I don't know about cats, uh, which is why every week on Cats Got Your Tongue, I'm joined by our cat expert, Nikki from Cats Protection. Nikki, how are you doing this week? You okay?
1: Hiya. Uh, yeah, good, thank you. How are you? I'm
0: all right, thanks. Yeah, um, I'm still quite entertained by a message that you sent me during the week <laughs> regarding your cats i mean i thought i was bad when it comes to pampering my cats but I, i've got sort of actual sort of visual evidence of of, of what you would do for your cats. so just want to expand on that
1: yeah i mean that's the thing we're all safe here to talk about the our cats and the things we do for them but um it's totally normal in my house like if he's yep. fallen asleep somewhere we won't open the blinds or curtains and he was just stretched out and he was up he was like that for hours I just couldn't disturb him, though, you
0: know? Yeah, that's it. And were not you saying that your husband was, like, checking up, saying, is he OK? Is he all right in there? Is there? Is he right? Yeah, he's all right. Trust me. He's, <laughs> he's doing absolutely fine. He's doing better than all of us. He's living his best um, cat life. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so, Nicky, of course, is on hand to so answer any questions you might have. You can get in touch, by the way, if you've got any questions, if you want to share your cat stories, your dilemmas with us, uh, you can do All you've got to do is uh, send us a message, pod at cats.org.uk. You want to hear funny stories as well as your cat-related dilemmas. In your cat's tales, we've got more of those later on today on Cats Got Your Tongue with our very special guest. Uh, talking of which, let's get them on. So each week on Cats Got Your Tongue, I'll be joined by a guest who loves cats just as much as me. And this week, my guest is a stand-up comedian, a presenter who hosts the Worst Case Scenario podcast. Let's say a huge Cats Got Your Tongue. Hello to Abby Clark. Abby, how are you?
2: hi i was like am i allowed to talk if it's a cat's got your tongue hello that would technically be silent um, well,
0: oh, well you've got me on that straight away but you know what so, just for, for, for the case of the podcast i think we'll uh that's we'll floor. T- we'll, t- we'll make we'll make an uh, exception
2: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> how are you so,
2: hi i'm good thank you um i'm, I'm just so excited to be on a podcast about cats it literally <laughs> came through and i just replied to my agent oh my god dream job yes <laughs> um I, I can't believe you even needed to ask me. But yeah, this is a dream. Hi. Can't wait to talk about cats. <laughs> well, let's get
0: into it. Uh, let's probably let's get straight into it. So, I think a good way of kind of getting a bit of a background into your sort of relationship with cats is to tell us about your history with cats in terms of ownership. Have you always had cats in your life? Uh, tell us a little bit more.
2: Yes, I've always had cats in my life. Um my parents are actors and animal obsessed, but they couldn't do like dogs or anything because their life was a bit more unpredictable so we always filled the animal hole with wonderful cats their first cat was a um i think a stray that ended up just not leaving their house <laughs> and they were like what what do we do about this and and then from then on they were just cat people we love cats um i've had cats my whole life m- multiple numbers varying in and yeah, and then I guess also my online career started quite cat based because I did a series called "If Cats Were Human," uh, where I basically just played a cat but as a human, um, and that that is it was in like the top animal videos on YouTube for for a while, like above National Geographic. That's just me, me and my hot cat takes. So yeah, like <laughs> cats are like a strong theme in my life. I found some like childhood pictures recently when I went home to visit my parents house and like I'm just like sat so happily with a cat and I'd like to say the cat looks really content as well which I'm really proud of as like a four-year-old because usually four-year-olds are not good with cats but that was that was my first cat misty (laughs) and I was obsessed with her um and that that was my first very difficult like death of an animal um and then yeah and I've had I've had cats ever since we only have one left now last one standing is Jekyll he was he was a jackal and heidi pair and and now and now it's just jackal
0: tell me a bit more about jackal and abby
2: oh uh, jackal's a pain if i'm honest he's, he's the worst one like i don't know why he, he gets to live the longest <laughs> no i love him dearly he's great um but he is he's a difficult boy he's from the cats protection all of our cats have been from the cats protection actually apart and from... all very different hopefully <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> I love it because it makes them all so individual. Like all of them had something weird about them, but like adorably weird. Um, like we had one very chatty one. We we had one, um, I, I taught him to sit. He was so obsessed with butter. That's true. I taught him to sit and we lost him actually and then found him in an ice cream man's van. Um, he'd like found the, gar- he got lost and then he found um, in this ice cream man's garage. ice cream van and and just like hung out there until we found him um and then plumpy was just the laziest cat you'll ever meet and then heidi Heidi and jekyll have always been a bit weird heidi kind of got more cuddly jekyll has never really loved cuddles but he actually got very very ill and then had to go to the vets and now he loves fuss he's like obsessed with fuss he's obsessed with belly rubs he's the only other cat I've been able to rub the belly of and he doesn't ever go for you. He loves it. Like, just like, he won't stop you. Just over and over again, belly rubs. Um, he loves to get on like a high sofa and push his body against you and get straight that way. He loves a head rub, but he won't sit on your lap for more than like, um, um, like he'll get on the lap, he'll take the first and he'll immediately leave. So like, he's he takes, he takes, takes, takes. <laughs> <laughs> don't get much back yeah. um,
0: no do you know what? it's it's interesting that because like one of my cats ruby she's the same she'll sit on your knee for a little bit and then it's like enough's enough yeah. and i just thought it's quite intriguing that nikki like what what's that dependent on because my other cat eliza just, just stay on your knee for like five ten minutes more like she'll just stay there but ruby's like right okay Enough to enough, even from not making loads of fuss over us. So, what what does it depend on? Is it just something learned behaviour when they're younger, or can it change as
1: they get older? So, as I've sort of pointed out, like they they're all individuals, and uh, that's why we love them because you know you never know what you're going to get. Um, so, you know, a bit like people, we're all different. We have different levels of like you know how affectionate we are. Um, but a lot of it does come down to kitten socialisation. So they have this like period in their life when it's between two to seven weeks. It's super early when they're little kittens. And that's when they're learning what's normal about the world. So if they have like nice, positive experience of gentle handling in that time, they're more likely to be, you know, happier being handled, and I guess more likely to be lap cats later on. But I was going to say later on, simply because I get a lot of requests at Cats protection for like, oh, I'd really like a lap cat, and I want to go yep. get kittens, and I'm like, oh, yeah, two
2: different things. So yeah, I old would cats to- all the way. Exactly. They, get so, they get so good with age. My God. Yeah, exactly. So they do change with age, and
1: I think they do. They like the finer things in life when they get a bit older and they do want this sort of creature comforts and they're more likely to sit on your lap when they're sort of mature moggies.
0: Yeah, no, and I think that's... Obviously, mature moggies is something that Cats Protection really kind of uh, pushes because they're often overlooked, the older cats, aren't they? Like, when exactly. I got Ruby, she was eight and we were told, um, oh, she'll never be... She's not a lap cat, she never will be. But she'll sit on my knee now. Like, when we first got her, she, she didn't really do it. She was a bit kind of nervous around us. But now she will just... Sit on our knee, not for a long time, but I'll still take mm. it. I'd rather have on yeah, the exactly. knee for it. you know, so it's something better than nothing, isn't it? Really, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. but...
2: Well, I I think actually, like we was saying, Heidi, Jekyll and Heidi I have to do it in that order. As kittens, you couldn't really handle them at all, and then it was like Heidi, especially. I don't know if is it different with female cats, but like she got much cuddlier as she got older. Um, and then Jekyll, as I said, he's got better, but there's still always just a little level of tension with him where he's like, "Look, I'm niking this night right now." But I can leave at any moment, and I just want you to know that. Yeah, don't get comfortable. Yeah. Like we, have, we are yeah. not exclusive. Okay, I'm seeing other people. Like he's a very non-committal cat. Uh-huh. You have to yeah. take what you can get with him. Yeah,
0: uh, Abby. So a couple more sort of quick-fire questions uh, regarding Jekyll. Uh, tell me about breed and appearance. Just try and paint a picture uh, of what Jekyll looks like for us.
2: Oh, I've not, I, th- I think he's a tuxedo cat. I don't think that's a breed, but um, it looks Upper like he's wearing yeah, like he looks like he's wearing a little tuxedo. His sister was identical to him, but gray, so they had the exact same markings, but she was gray and white, and he was black and white um and he has massive paws he's never grown into. He's quite like a stocky little guy, like. <laughs> I think that adds to his his like demeanor of just always being quite tense because his shoulders, it's like a guy who's gone to the gym a bit too much. Like he's, just, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, he, he loses his neck a bit. <laughs> uh, how old is he? I, oh, see, I actually don't know. It's not so bad. I think he's nine. But like, I've moved. He now He's now with my parents. He was my cat. I got him for my birthday. Um, and we originally wanted Heidi, but they were like, you have to take them both. And we obviously were like, oh we have to what a shame um <laughs> so I'd have to like track back to my birthday but because I've now moved out my mum is obsessed with him like she loves him more than us I was <laughs> she was with some of my friends recently and I made the joke of like oh mum loves Jekyll more than me and my mum said it's a different kind of love <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah just more just a better love a bigger a more better, powerful
0: love in it if anything passionate
2: yeah. love <laughs> like it, it's so funny she loves that cat she's obsessed with that cat it's a baby <laughs> so she would know his exact age i feel really guilty i've i've lost track
0: you know obviously when you had to take them as a, as a pair that's something that we do see quite often isn't it Nikki? you know if you look on um if you see you know cats protection some of them will often come as like a bonded pair or whatever is that that's just something that again presumably happens when cats are kittens and they just form this kind of bond and they they have to stay together for the rest of their lives presumably
1: so with kittens they can actually you can either home them singly or you can home them pairs um if people are looking for to get a pair of cats then it's best to get a you know a pair of siblings because that's they're most likely to get along and then they're more likely to get along than say like the mother and one of her offspring because that's quite a common thing people think they'll do really well but actually not so much um but what most people don't know about is that there's something called social maturity and that's between 18 months and four years and this is like a it's different to sexual maturity and it's kind of like when they become more independent and and they can grow apart in this phase. So if they get to four years and they're still like grooming each other and cuddling up then you can still say like you know they're best mates whereas some other cats they're kind of a bit more indifferent to each other and then others can actually properly fall out at that point so it's definitely something to bear in mind for people that are taking on two cats.
0: Yeah. Um, so how would you describe uh Jekyll's personality? You've already mentioned that he's quite sort of
2: he's hard to get. Yeah. Um he is he is lovely though. Like I think he's clever with the hard to get act, because when you do then get some love, it is, it feels like such an achievement. Um and he is actually quite friendly to strangers, which is which is odd. I think genuinely, if if you'll fuss him. He's he's into it, um, but it does just have to be on his grounds, his, his decisions, his terms, that's the word. Um, yeah, it has to be on his terms, but then he will very much demand fuss. He has a weird thing about rugs. He won't walk on a rug. <laughs> It's very strange. Our other cat loved the rug we used to have on the floor and would sleep on it. And Jekyll would genuinely act like it was fire. Uh, <laughs> and it was like right in front of the sofa. So he'd have to walk around the entire rug just to get on the sofa. Um, well, well, I mean, he's a, he's a scaredy cat. He's just, he's a bit of a baby. He's my mum's baby. And uh, yeah, he's, he's not a confident cat. He never has been. He's a bit timid, but just loves fuss and belly rubs.
0: So- you know, earlier on, Abby, you mentioned the uh, the, the video, the you know, the, the infamous sort of TikTok video. Now, if cats were human, um, mm-hmm. and obviously it was, went on to be massive, didn't it? When when you sort of put it out there, and you know, it still pops up now. Like you still see people share it, and I've watched yes. it lots of times. And, I you still know.
2: sometimes get called cat girl.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. See, well, you know that it's really, really sort of cut through when that happens. Um, mm-hmm. And to be fair, I bet you don't really, I don't, but you don't mind that to an extent. <laughs>
2: I mean it's fine now at first I think I had a bit of a panic that I was like I'm trying to be a stand-up comedian called Abby Clark I can't I don't I don't want to be known as cat girl this is you don't even know my name yeah and then if you Um, go on the stage
0: to do material it's not cat related everyone's like yeah "Yeah, come on genuinely genuinely, I
2: remember my like first gig back I had people in the audience wearing my merch that was like cat themed (laughs) and like they just genuinely looked mortified that it, it wasn't a cat themed sketch or show. Yeah. I was like, I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> like just go um, in the audience, go do some meows. Come on, do it. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> like,
2: I'm, I'm actually going to talk about my, my sex life. I'm so sorry. That's not what you've come for. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it was, it was a great start. I'm really, I'm really paranoid now that Nikki's going to be like, you actually got cat behavior entirely wrong. Um, <laughs> I feel I'm with them, with the professional
0: now. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. I'm just going to play a really quick clip um, from that video and and we'll uh, just play a really quick clip of it.
2: You have to feel this. It's like real. It's so soft. I want you to touch it. Touch it. Please touch it. Don't you dare. Ow! Abby! 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 (sighs) I've got food. I'm coming! Come Oh my god, help! Help! Help me! Please, someone! What? Oh, I just wanted
0: attention. <laughs> so obviously that's a quick clip from, from the Now Infamous video. Did you use uh, your cat or any of your past experiences of cats that you've owned as sort of inspiration behind that?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Jekyll and Heidi are actually in the video because um, at one point I think I was doing the whole like cat lying on you wanting food or whatever and uh, Jekyll was on the bed while we were filming so we do like a little pan at the end of the video yeah. over to the actual cat being like, what the f- Uh, are you doing? Um, (laughs) So, and so then it kind of became a thing at the end of every video would kind of feature the actual real cat watching me film these cat videos. Um, So that became fun. I feel like that's why they did well at the end of the day. It's just that they're so relatable and that everyone has experienced their cat doing those things. So I think some of my things with cats, I was like, I don't, I'm not sure that one. I think that is just my cat. And <laughs> that didn't make the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah right. So all the sort of unique little quirks, you're like, mm, maybe I'll leave that one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sure that one's like uh, for everyone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's just kind of move on to uh, talking about uh, what your cats eat. Because this always fascinates me. Because I've had like, you know, challenges when it comes to sort of trying to find the perfect menu for my cat. Because they're so fussy. Well, one of them is particularly fussy. What about Jekyll? Has he got kind of a, a favourite food that he uh, stick to now? Or does he do what my cat does and decide he changes every every week?
2: Oh, it's so specific. My mum is very specific on what he eats, to the point where we made it a question in our family Christmas quiz of how many grams <laughs> <laughs> of dry cat food does Jekyll have. And nobody got it right. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 even your mum. <laughs> well, no. So we did like a round on each person in the family, and that was my mum's question that she set. Um, because it's changed. Because I think it used to be like seven grams, and I think it's done down to five. But she has like a mix of like dried food and special kidney food, and then like that's weighed uh, very accurately. And then that's like his dried food, and then he has- also has a bit of wet food, and he has it in the morning. And around five o'clock. And he will tell you if it's time. And yeah, that's kind of what... He's not really like a treat kind of cat. He's never been in... Because my other cat, well, I had a cat called Baggins. Um, well, he was actually called City, but it, somehow it turned into Baggins. <laughs> and uh, he was obsessed with uh, Dreamies.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, aggressively
2: were. so. He would find them. Like, <laughs> there was no safe place you could put them. Um, but yeah, Jekyll's never never been interested in treats really so he just has his his main meals he's very wow. healthy actually that's really good particularly if he's on a kidney diet you don't yeah. want treats <laughs> yeah they yeah I, I, I don't know how they they did have a little weight issue <laughs> so that's why mum's so strict on on the grams of food um i think it's more just because he doesn't really exercise his his, <laughs> his eating is quite good but he doesn't venture out like he'll literally go out the front door like i do in one of those videos kind of just like ponder a bit and then come straight back is, this, is he probably <laughs> yeah. an
0: indoor cat then Abby yeah
2: well like he's not he does go outside but yeah he really he is not a long distance Roma um I think because also with when he got very ill we're not actually sure because he got um I think it was like an infected bite and so we don't know if he got like in a fight with another cat or maybe like a fox or something so I think he's not very brave outside either and there are a lot of other cats that live around us so um yeah he doesn't really venture very far he is mostly an indoor under the bed kind of cat probably most likely to be a cat i would have said they're not it's yeah they don't tend to get into fights with foxes oh then yeah probably to be fair there was like quite there is another black and white cat that um is quite aggressive so we do he is he is um our most likely suspect
0: that's quite an interesting one as well nikki because obviously my two cats are indoor cats and you know if you've got a cat like abby's that maybe isn't the most adventurous um but you are kind of keen to make sure they still get that exercise and the movement in is there little things that you can do to sort of increase the the output or the activity of your cat you know because it's quite difficult obviously if they're, if they're only staying in the same couple of rooms throughout the day is there little kind of things you can do to sort of increase their like give yeah. them a little workout as it were
1: Definitely. So I'd say interactive play is like where it's at. So every cat's different. They've got different play styles. So some will like it up in the air, some like it across the floor. The main thing is to get the toy to move a bit like how a prey species would move. So whether it's like a erratic moth or like it's, if it's a mouse, it's, you need to, to move like behind like the sofa or dash across the floor and then hide behind something else to sort of really get them interested. Um, and then there's a like a misconception that old cats don't like to play and even like i know like 18 19 year old 20 cats 20 year old cats that like to play so it's just getting something that excites them and then also they only tend to play for a few minutes a little and often is like the way forward
0: yeah no that's that's what my cats like they do it for a little bit and there's like it's weird because they're all in on it and you think oh they're loving this then all of a sudden just go i see you later. I've had enough now. <laughs> just just like completely turned the back. I'm like, all oh, right, okay. I love how you just lose interest yeah, that quick. Yeah, long distance runners. Yeah, yeah, it's like, I'm done <laughs> now. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so uh, be, we've got a couple more questions about your cat. Um, does your cat have a nickname? Or has it been one of those things where, you know, it's you, you've got a real name that descends into a weird nickname, which then descends into another nickname. And before you know it, there's like, you know, your three nicknames in.
2: Yeah, no, like, that's actually, it's strange he doesn't because all of our other cats have had that. Like I said, we had a cat called Sooty, and then it turned into like Sootbag, then Sootbag the bag, then Baggins, and then it kind of stayed Baggins, which is just so far removed from Sooty. It's really confusing. Then we had another cat called Polly, then it turned into like Polly Poodle, Polly Poodle Plump, Plump, Plumpy, and then she was just Plumpy. And then everyone thought we were fat shaming our cat. And we We're like, you don't understand the journey. I mean, yes, she's overweight, but the journey actually comes from Polly Poodle Plumpkin. Oh yeah, it was Polly poodle, poodle, Plumpkin, Polly Poodle Plump, Plump, Plumpy.
0: Um, <laughs> but having I mean to explain that to someone, they're going, yeah, yeah, and it's they were fine, just... whatever.
2: <laughs> and so often because I love that cat, I have a little bum bag with a like painting of her on it. Like she's, she is like one of my favorites. And I'm always like, yeah, it's Plumpy. And they're like, why were you so anti your cat's weight? And I'm like, it wasn't. <laughs> But I think because Jekyll and Heidi were like a thing of their own, and also like Jekyll just works as a cat name because whenever you, you go Jekyll, Jekyll like that, and that's how what he just like comes to now, and that's like. Whereas I think Polly, it's such a human name, you've gotta you've gotta cat it up a bit. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which brings us on quite, Jekyll works. It brings us on quite nicely to to my next question, actually, Abby. On on this podcast on Cat's Got Your Tongue, we've been building a library of the best cat voices in the world. And everyone's got a cat voice. I think we've got a little bit of a sneak preview of yours there when you were saying Jekyll. Yeah. Um so give us a little blast of how you talk to Jekyll. <laughs> oh
2: no Go on, go <laughs> far, honestly.
0: listen, if there's any, if there's one place you can do it without any judgment, it's on this podcast.
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, you do, you do the, chuckle, like that, which we all make fun of our mum for, because that's just like her catchphrase now, it's chuckle, and then probably just like, oh, you <laughs> like that, or it's like, oh, I'm so chuckle, why would you love me, that's another one. <laughs> <laughs> come back that's, that's <laughs> how i to jekyll come back to me love me
0: I, I do love the moments where it descends in from it descends just into making noises from from yeah. anything
2: i think it's it's always like it's just because like you know when you just want to squeeze them yeah. it's that yeah. noise it's just like <laughs> uh, uh. It is, you know what it's
0: the perfect it's the vocalization of, of a squeeze isn't it basically it yeah. is.
2: it's a vocal yeah, squeeze. That, it's a, a really good squeeze. way of putting
0: that actually that out of it. um so I mean, one final question to uh, round off this section of the podcast is something we always ask people. What's the best thing about wearing a cat? Oh,
2: oh my God. I mean, earning their love is great. I like that they are slightly independent. But I think the best thing is their personalities. I love their different personalities. And I love that because they're harder to get, when they do then choose you and come snuggle up, it's just the best thing ever. Like when a cat decides to spoon you or like lie on your stomach like a hot water bottle, I just don't think there's any greater feeling. Um, and also they do like proper flop. I think some, I love dogs. I hate when you have to pick. I don't, you know that, are you a dog person or are you a cat person? I am a small fluffy animal person and I think that is fine. Um, but I do think dogs are a bit more hectic, chaotic, whereas a cat, will fully flop for like hours <laughs> and uh watch like a whole movie with you. And I just or like even like get in your bed. Plumpy used to like get in my bed like an actual hot water bottle. And you know like you didn't make her. She just genuinely get in and just like that's that's great.
0: You do get like there's like a bit of adrenaline when when a cat chooses you, yeah. I think. And like I the best is that like, if the cat joins you like on, on the sofa, on your knee or on the bed or whatever. For me, I'm a big football fan, but for me, it's like winning the Champions League. That honestly, it's genuine. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, you there's just like... no
2: more. There's no other feeling of like such contentness. Yeah, You're just like oh,
0: it yeah. feels like a huge win, do not it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like a and it's quite
2: calming as well. Like yeah. I think that actually really like calming. I genuinely since since I've moved, and I don't have a cat. I've had to buy an anxiety blanket. Like I have had to buy a weighted blanket. <laughs> like I miss that. Like. There's something about having that weight on you and just, like, fully giving in to you as well. And um, the purring as well. Don't forget the purring. Oh, the purring. Yeah, yeah. yeah the purring's amazing. Something yeah. the dogs don't have. They're it's... just the best, like, the calm app should just be, like, purrs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like... I had this idea, by the way, at uni, and people laughed at me, and I'm like, who's laughing now? Yeah, no, yeah. Out, yeah. Purring is so kind. Cu- like, another thing I used to call plumpy was jiggly plump like the um <laughs> pokemon because if she came and like curled up next to me i would just fall asleep like it was it was impossible to stay awake because she was so warm and purry it would just send you to sleep um and that was but- the power
0: of the pokemon on it as well
2: yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Jiggly Plump. No, Jiggly... What, what's the actual Pokemon called?
0: Jig- Jiggly Puff. Yeah, yeah yeah. Jiggly Puff. yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, she, like, sends you to sleep. So that I called her Jiggly Plump. Um...
0: <laughs> and on that note... Which Abby... also
2: sounds like I'm shaming her body. Yeah, again, you've
0: got, but you're not. Listen, you've, you've, you've explained the backstory on this podcast. You're fine. It's all good. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, which is a great way to end part one. Abby, you're going to stay with us. And next on Cat's Got Your Tongue, we're going through your cat dilemmas. Your cat's tails are next. Okay, now it's time for your Cat's Tales. This is where we get to hear from you with your cat-related dilemmas and stories and questions. Basically, anything cat-related, uh, we're here to help on Cats Got Your Tongue. So, Abby, we'll start with you. Um, what's your cat's tale? Have you got a little story, a question, something that's always puzzled you around cats?
2: Uh, so much puzzles me about Jekyll. I'm trying to think what particular thing I want to know. Um, okay, let's talk about cats' bellies. Why are the bellies such a danger zone? And why is my cat seemingly unbothered even though he's bothered about everything else
1: so the belly is like a really vulnerable area for cats um and particularly it's like because they are a predator and we we think of them mostly like that but they're also like a small prey species too so they are pretty vulnerable that and the fact that they come from like solitary ancestry so they're not like I've got a group of animals to help them out if they get into trouble so um and also cats they they just have a very different way of interacting compared to people so people uh, can be quite intense and Compared for on cat terms, this is, and it's also their no, we, we are intense,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and and also like, especially, <laughs> terms, especially with cats yeah. as well, yeah.
1: um Whereas yeah, and they're like less frequent, but when they are, like there's there's a lot of like you don't know, say so the smushing and the yeah. Um, whereas cats are more of a kind of like hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up? Right. And so to sort of go straight in is um but you know when they do
2: that like offering the belly because i do it in my sketch they're like go on touch it touch it touch it and then as soon as you touch it they're like what the hell are you doing (laughs) why 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 do they offer it up so i like to think of this as if um you went to sort of
1: you know go go to meet somebody and you want to shake their hand and they just go and grab your breasts instead and then you'd be like no that's not what i wanted so what do they want when they show us their belly they're saying that it's a sign of trust so it's sort of saying like "I trust you." And then you go and abuse the trust straight away, and they're like, "No, I didn't want you to just right." So it's like at the end of a first date when you like go for a hug, and then they go for a kiss. Yeah, that's a better example than grabbing bread. <laughs> <laughs> but it is—it's that kind of like overstepping the mark where the cat was like, "No, that's not what I intended whatsoever." Right. But I can totally see where people are coming from when they think the cats want their tummies touched. They just yeah. mostly don't. And then back to your question about why does yours like it? There are a few individuals that it's genuinely just like it. <laughs> yeah, some of them genuinely like it. There's a big chunk of cats out there that don't like it, but don't um, say anything about it. So they're just sort of like secretly suffering in silence, shall we say. And there's like science out of uh, Lincoln University to prove that one. And then there's others that are openly like, let me stop you right there. This is not this is a no go zone. So that's yeah. I
2: wonder why they do like it, though, and so many don't. Um, I mean, I think a lot of it
1: will come down to kitten socialisation. So my own cat likes it. But again, we we had him during the socialisation period and
2: we did stroke his tummy and he's fine with it. Right. So um, he quite likes Something it. Something happened at that vet's with our cat. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but he loves it.
0: So we're going to go to our next question, uh, which comes from Joe. Let's have a listen to what Joe's asking.
2: Hey, Adam. Is it true that cats have their own language? So I've been trying to learn it from a guy off TikTok. And then I tried to speak to my cat in that language, but he just looked at me as if I've got two heads, then he ran under the sofa. How to speak cat lesson two, which means come here.
1: Now this one's difficult because normally we call a dog, they come, when you call a cat, you leave a message. How to speak cat lesson three, which is a gentle come here or a way of waking them up. I've been noticing a lot of you and wow, thank you for the response. have been using on their cats while they're asleep. So try this instead so so <laughs> no. we, had, we had
0: the question from joe and then a little example there of the guy on tiktok who is basically uh, telling you that cats have a language <sighs> what, what's going on there <laughs> what's going
1: on <laughs> So I completely understand where they're coming from because we would all love to be able to speak cat and do you know what, when, they, when the question comes up like what would your superpower be and everyone says flying which would be cool but looks like a lot of work or, or invisibility, mine would be being able to speak to not just cats but all animals. So yeah, it, yeah, it would
2: be a waste to limit it to just cats. Yes. It would, wouldn't it? Because
1: the cat, would like you say, from your videos, you'd just be like, mm.
2: yeah, <laughs> I feel like I don't want to know what my cat thinks about me. <laughs> I think it's going to be kind of rude. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so um, I couldn't understand why people, and there's, you know, there's actual science looking at this as well. So, you know, everyone's keen. However, sadly for the TikTok person, um, cats out in the wild, including our own pet cats as well, when they're out and about, they're not particularly vocal, particularly with other cats. So being a chatty cat is a learnt behaviour with people. Um, and they tend to be more chatty with chattier owners. And it's something where they build up um, a repertoire of meows according to how the owners respond to it. So say, for example, the cat goes to the back door and meows, and then it goes, oh, you know, because they see the context and think, oh, the cat wants to be let outside. Brilliant. And it works. If that cat then got rehomed through cat's protection um, <laughs> and went to owner number two and the cat did the meow, knowing that's what it meant, wants to go outside, but the owner doesn't understand, and maybe give some some food instead because that's really common. The cat will think, oh, that didn't really work out. So then they'll think of something else. So it's that kind of, you know, trial and error learning with the individuals involved that builds up like the repertoire. So people with, like that've had cats all their life, with a particular older cat, they've got this like extensive repertoire, and it's amazing. But it's all individual, and they they have done studies to look at like if you just play cat sounds to cat owners of cats that they don't know, they can't get the context. You know, they can't understand what it is if they can't see it, where they, they get their own cat's meows quite well. So I wouldn't be surprised if the TikTok person's doing well with their own cat's meows, but it would be different for a different cat. Yeah.
0: They're all different. Yeah. So, yeah, it's probably not worth trying the noise that he made because it would be No, I mean, I would
1: say the second noise he made sounds more like a chirp, which is a... Kind yeah. of noise, and that's more of a greeting behavior. I love that one. Yeah, I love that, that one. one. It's great that one. Exactly. So I think it's totally fair enough to chirp back to your cat if you can like get it right. But don't th- don't think for a moment that your cat understands what you're doing. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, okay. We're going to move on to our next uh, cat's tale, which comes from Gemma. Um, who says uh, Adam? Before heading out with my husband one day, I decided to quickly paint, but didn't bother getting the right gear out. However, my cat Trixie decided to do some out of her own by walking in the paint and putting cat paw prints all over the house. I ran across the room and got her into the sink to wash her paws, but it was chaos. Um, is, is paint dangerous for cats? I know it seems like a daft question, Nikki, but you know, I, obviously in this day and age, people are doing DIY and stuff, and you know, um, is it going if that happens to your cat? Cats don't like generally being washed. They're very particular about their own grooming routines, aren't they? So if something yeah. like that happened, what, what's the advice?
1: So um, first of all, paint is toxic to cats. It will depend on the specific paint because they've all got different ingredients. So some will definitely be more toxic to others, particularly those that have got like the petroleum um, distillates in it. Um, so the first thing really is just to get your cat straight to the vets. Um, and take the paint with you so that they can look up the ingredients list and then speak to the um, veterinary poisons information Unit because they'll be able to give more detailed information to the vet. Um, Definitely don't put your cat in the bath because um, as you said, cats do not respond well to being submerged in water, but what you can do if the paint is still wet, then get a cloth with some um, just warm water on it and try to take it off that way. The main issue with paint and a lot of things when it comes to toxins of cats is that if it gets on their fur or body somewhere and they try to groom it off and then they'll ingest it and that's when it's toxic to them. So straight to the vets, that's what they need to do.
0: Yeah. And if, and if you are doing DIY, I mean, as much as your cat would want to, you'd love to get involved. But unfortunately, it's just not for them, is it? DIY? No, I no. wish I could have that excuse and get out of painting stuff and doing, fixing things around the house. I can't. It's too toxic, all the stuff for me. I've got to stay with <laughs> Um And then finally, our third cat's tale uh, today on Cat's Got Your Tongue comes from a former England goalkeeper and also a potential future guest on this podcast. Because um, uh, we met him recently, didn't we, Nicky, at we the did? National Cat Awards. He's, what a nice bloke David James is, by the way.
1: He's lovely.
0: He's a lovely, lovely man. Uh, and he's also provided us uh, with a cat's tail. So let's have a listen to what David James has got to say. The, the cats from Hong Kong, obviously, brought up around Cantonese. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember what the Cantonese for mm-hmm. dinner or anything. I'll keep yeah. forgetting. But uh, their names, one of them is called um, Dai B, right, okay. which is, I think, Big Brother. Yeah. And the other one was Saibi, which is Little Brother. It might be the other way around. I, I, yeah. Anyway, so Di B. And you say it like a kid and get no response. And then I've realised the recently, if I go, and really pronounce the the initial letters, then he looks at me. So what David was basically kind of hinting at when I spoke to him, um, he was asking me essentially if cats understand all languages or just the one that they're born into. Now, I know that... And, and when he said it, I was like, do you know I've never thought about that before, David. But it's a good point, because obviously his cats have come from another country and suddenly they're getting spoken to by, you know, the legendary former England goalkeeper in his house. And like he's like, what's going on here? What's happening? So yeah, Nikki, can you shed a bit of light on that for us?
1: So they are familiar with the language they're born into, as you say. They can't just universally understand every different language. But that said again, they don't actually speak Cantonese or English or anything else. They are picking up on those tones and then they're using those tones with the context in which it's been said to them. It's a bit like what I was saying earlier about the opening the door for a cat when it meows. It's that sort of thing of learning, or oh, that sound means food's coming or whatever. So um, they are really adaptable, though. So cats could learn a different language, sap- tones. Um, so they could switch from English to French or Cantonese or whatever. So,
2: yeah. But is it more like the way you say a word rather than the word you're saying? So, like, yeah. you know how we go tickle? If we were like tickle, would you yes. just still think we'd be Probably like, still respond. Yeah. Yeah, so
1: it's like, yeah, definitely like the tone of voice and like your pitch and and very much the way you say it. And also just like orientating towards them. So if you're looking at them and doing that as well, they'll be like, oh, this is for me.
2: <laughs> this is all about yeah. me. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, so there we go. That's our final uh, Cat's Tale for uh, today's episode of Cats Got Your Tongue. Uh, Abby, thank you so much for uh, chatting to us about your cats. And, oh my uh, God,
2: thank you for having your, me.
0: Your journey with cats and uh, your general love of cats as well. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today.
2: I cannot wait to move out of rented accommodation and, and get my own.
0: Well, you will, not, will you not be taking Jackal? Oh, then again, you'll have to argue with your mum. Oh, well, I'm you, not no, getting him off my No, mom, you won't <laughs> allow that, will she, unfortunately. So, uh... What, her
2: favourite so, yeah. child? it's oh, luck <laughs> to me.
0: Uh, Avi, thank you so much.
2: Oh, no, thank you. So nice.
0: And thanks, as always, again to uh, Nikki. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, no worries. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tell your friends with cats and your people you know who love cats all about us. Share the podcast. Give us a review as well. And don't forget, if you want to get in touch and share your very own cats tales or anything cat related, you can give us a shout. Pod at cats.org.uk. On all things cats protection related, have a look online now at cats.org.uk and on our social media. We'll see you next time on Cats Got Your Tongue.